Welcome to Solomon's Temple. I wanted to read from one of the famous sociologists, Emil Durkheim. He's one of my favorites. I'm reading from one of his essays, The Healthy and Morbid. It's very short and briefly goes over, well, the healthy and morbid. It's a few pages long, and I just wanted to scratch the surface on his thoughts about health. But first, just some background on the guy. He regarded the division of labor as an important economic and social phenomena, and as a proof that individuals were incapable of controlling their life. He was an interactionist sociologist. He focused on the interaction between different modes of being in the society as a functional role, looking at what the dynamics were between functional roles. And of course, in the 20th century, we see more of a liberationist action with the abolishment of controlling people, controlling their land, controlling what women do, controlling segregation, you know, just all this kind of mode of being that keeps people controlled in certain ways keeping you here instead of there, dividing where you are in work is a big part of status within the society and how it is ordered and who is controlling things and who has power. He thinks causality, space, and time had to be derived from collective sources, that the way in which we interact is based on the structure of the society and how things happen, how they are caused and generated to be, has to do with the amount of time and the space involved with doing things. I was in my truck the other day, just driving along, and I'm just thinking of myself, if I didn't have this truck around me, this frame, I would just be looking at this this being, this, this small animal of <laughs> some type, going along at an incredible rate, just everywhere, just every day, just flying around. <laughs> it's just such a bizarre thing to think about. You know, we're not that way. We don't have that stamina. We do not cross an X amount of space in a given amount of time. We can't run for very long, very fast sort of thing. But we can cause so much velocity. We've even constructed vehicles that are able to transcend the sound barrier. We're, <laughs> we're just breaking physics itself. We're taking ourselves along past what different laws of physics are able to do. It's just so bizarre that we're doing stuff like that. Okay. Well, he says health consists of successful development of the vital forces and is recognizable by the perfect adaptation of the organism to its environment, contrary to morbidity, which is whatever disturbs this adaptation. Question mark? Whatever disturbs this adaptation? I guess seeking an appropriateness to something? Being suited towards one environment which calls for something and being able to answer to that environment? I don't know why he says perfect. Your health is never in, in, in a perfect state. I mean, it's in perfect equilibrium. There's always a, an intake, an uptake of, you know, fighting, fighting off germs and even taking a breath and exhaling a breath. There's a struggle between getting your breath in and out properly. Health is always trying to regulate itself within an equilibrium because it cannot be perfectly adapted to be perfect to the environment. It is subject to it. It's always being broken down and being constructed back. There is a <clears throat> struggle to stay unbroken or broken down. The organism is always starving slowly until we bring food into it. It is always in need of something else until it is introduced to what it needs. We're always breathing in, but we're also in need of breathing out and then cyclically back in and back out because it is always fighting for the next cycle. It keeps cycling, and if it doesn't get there, it'll fight until it does, and if it doesn't, it dies. Perfect? 
No, you can't be perfectly adapted. There's always genes that are going to wreck your health or mess with your appearance or not allow you to be more adapted to certain environments. There's always just going to be those things. I'd say bringing into equilibrium or bringing back to health, bringing back to suitability, measuring like you cross the threshold back into where it's perfect, bringing back into health, back into alignment to where it's supposed to be, but it's always falling away. There's no perfection in health. Health can be considered maybe a bringing back into perfection or a maintaining of a perfection, an equilibrium. But there's no perfection anywhere. It's more like you're crossing the threshold and maintaining a source of perfection that you cannot identify. And of course, the germ plasm. We're always transcending different germs that once we have it, we know it and we won't deal with it again. And we get stronger immunity from having exposure. He speculates about old and young being liable to destruction. Is this morbidity? Well, I suppose if you're more liable to destruction, you're more susceptible to the things that are morbid, which I guess you could consider morbidity. He speculates, is menstruation morbid? An increase in female susceptibility to disease is a result of menstruation and is that a morbidity? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Many species die at birth just regularly. They just die when they give birth. Is giving birth a morbidity? Well, maybe for the birther or sometimes regularly for the birther, but certainly not for the offspring. That would be considered a, a success of generation, a generational success that you're giving birth. You're bringing new life in, which would count as a productivity of, of health, I suppose, but young ones are liable to destruction, so I guess it's in the direction of morbidity, as birthing is? Hmm. That seems kind of pessimistic to me. I don't know about that one. But as you get older and older and older, you sort of reach your strength in adulthood. Now, is adulthood health? Is, is, is it that when you're an adult, you're healthy? I guess that depends on how we're all defining health and whether you're in an equilibrium with that. Seems like everything kind of wades back into the middle. He stresses that it's a myriad of conditions in the world or conditions of age, being in environments, being exposed to certain situations will cause susceptibility to destructive elements in the body or among you. But he also says that morbidity is escapable and that's the idea of health or health care, that you're trying to escape morbidity. You're trying to correct it. You're trying to get the state of morbidity out so that you don't deal with it. But also that there's general conditions of life that are as itself resting within all people and they are conditions of morbidity and that everyone has to deal with being morbid and being sick. That we are all arranged to be morbid and do morbid things, but not that it is functioning to its morbid capacity necessarily within an individual. Essential constitutions of an organism, like the anatomical functions and so forth, may not contribute directly to the escape of morbidities, but as a natural consequence, their lack of impenetrability and indestructibility, some anatomical and functional arrangements diminish resistance and consequently increase risks of death. In some sense, maybe it is helpful, in other senses it isn't. And maybe that will have to do with how effective you are within environments. He says that pain isn't always morbid or measured as such, that there are painless maladies with serious implications and benign ones that are very painful. As an example, a speck of coal dust 
in the eye can accompany a lot of pain and you can go blind by losing the chemical process in the retina and just not see anymore it'd be very serious you're just walking around blind but you didn't have to go through much to to go blind sometimes or you could die in your sleep and no one will know and you wouldn't know and you'll be dead another thing is hunger and a lack of breath hunger is can be painful but when you ameliorate it ah it's very pleasurable and of course when you're running out of breath that can be painful very fast and when you breathe it in Oh, feels very nice. I think pain is just as much a contributor to health as it is a contributor to morbidity. And I think we get forget that the central executive controller of the human organism being the brain, that when we put all these brains together, the environment really isn't a factor anymore because it's the executive functions without health and that if we have a sound mind and sound brain working well then environment won't really be an issue we will simply adapt beyond the environment we will create the vital sense we need to take it on even if we don't have it and that's where our lack our lack of being adapted to environments and being vital towards environments there are certain things that we have that will not transcend that and that's why we have is because the real vital capacity is the capacity to use your internal world to deal with the external Really, it's about downloading the external into your internal and then letting your internal understand it and develop mechanisms to control what it can't control and let the needs be fulfilled. In some cases, health is just about trial and error and maybe a regularity of some ambiguities. But at any rate, health is a bringing back into homeostasis and a pursuit of the perfectibility of dealing with the outside and keeping our inside locked down and homeostatic. Health is being careful, and it's also about being caring and caring about yourself. Okay, you got a healthy dose of Solomon's Temple. I'll see you next time.